0: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nuji Dean. Today is Thursday, November 10th. Coming up, Kansas Governor Laura Kelly won re-election, and Chris Kobach won his race for the Kansas Attorney General's office. We'll take a look at what that could mean for the next four years. But first, some headlines. Voter turnout in the Kansas City metro area is down from the last midterm election in 2018. KCUR's Savannah Holly Bates has more. Turnout in eastern Jackson County, Kansas City, Missouri, and Johnson County are all down by more than 10 percent from the previous midterm election. Tammy Brown, director of the Jackson County Election Board, acknowledged voter numbers are usually down outside of the presidential elections.
1: The in-person, no excuse. I mean, we were slammed in that two weeks. And yesterday was a busy election day, but when a little over only half the voters show up, you have to wonder, why aren't they getting out and
0: voting? This wasn't just a problem in the metro area. Brown said she heard from election boards all over the state reporting turnouts of about 50 percent. While Missouri voters passed an amendment on Tuesday requiring Kansas City to increase funding to the police department, it won't go into effect until next year. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal has more. Under the amendment, Kansas City has to raise its minimum funding to the KCPD from 20% to 25% of its general fund. But Kansas City officials have regularly funded the KCPD above that threshold. The department has a $269 million budget, more than what's required by current state law. Since Kansas City is still in the middle of the fiscal year, the KCPD's budget cannot be changed until next year, when the Kansas City Council sets the annual citywide budget. While the amendment passed by 63 percent, Kansas City voters overwhelmingly voted no. Missouri Democrats got a surprise win yesterday in an open state representative seat in Platte County's newest district. KCUR's Lawrence Brooks IV reports.
1: Platt County's Democratic Central Committee Vice Chair Jamie Johnson beat Republican Tom Hutzler in a race for the Missouri House of Representatives 12th District. The unofficial margin for her victory was less than 600 votes. Johnson says negative ads and smears against her might have worked without our campaign's strong ground game. Every event that I was invited to, every event that we could find on community calendars, we showed up, we took pictures, we talked to people. And then we knocked over 25,000 doors in this community. Johnson, who was African-American, is the first person of color to hold state office in Platt County. Missouri House Democrats had their best election night in years Tuesday, adding three seats to increase their caucus to its highest total in a decade.
0: The Kansas Democratic Party is set to pick up three House seats in Johnson County. That would mark a further Democratic shift in the state's most populated area. If results stand, the party will hold 16 of the county's 27 House seats. Democratic State Representative Stephanie Clayton of Overland Park told KCUR that Johnson County prefers the Democratic Party's moderate candidates.
1: No one is really radically far to the left. We are reflective of the people that we
0: represent. Despite the results in Johnson County, Kansas Republicans did well elsewhere and are on pace to keep their veto-proof supermajority in the state house. The Associated Press called two races yesterday. Incumbent Democratic Kansas Governor Laura Kelly won re-election with about a 1.5% lead over her Republican opponent, State Attorney General Derek Schmidt. And Republican Chris Kobach beat Democrat Chris Mann by about two points in his bid for Kansas Attorney General. Dylan Lyson is a political reporter for the Kansas News Service, and he covered those races for us. He and I talked over Zoom about what this might mean for the state going forward. So incumbent Democratic Governor Laura Kelly won the governor's race. What might this mean for the next four years in Kansas?
1: Uh, Well, it first means that a uh, Democrat is going to lead a deep red state uh, for another four years here in Kansas. Um, uh, And, you know, Kelly kind of plans to have Kansas continue on this moderate trajectory that, like, focuses on the economy and schools. Um, So that's mostly what she did in the first four years. You know, she, um, you know, promoted the uh, Panasonic coming to Kansas to build a $4 billion uh, manufacturing plant, and she uh, tried to take credit credit uh, for um, uh, fully funding schools, which wasn't the case under uh, former Governor Sam Brownback. But she also says, uh, you know, she's still going to have to you know, go to battle with the Republican-dominated legislature, um, and you know she's she still has veto power, so she plans to kind of block their more conservative ideas. But uh, they they look like they're still going to have uh, the Republican supermajority in the legislature, so they may be able to overturn those. So it looks like it's going to be pretty similar to what the last four years has been like.
0: So was it a surprise that she won? Her opponent, uh, Republican State Attorney General Derek Schmidt, had been polling pretty closely to her throughout the race, right?
1: Right. It wasn't uh, totally surprising. Um, Kelly's a you know relatively popular governor in Kansas. I think the most recent polling from Kansas speaks. Uh, the Voorhees State University um, poll uh, showed that she had like a popularity rating of like fifty point four percent. And then you compare that to uh, how, you know, her opponent uh, Schmidt tried to attach her to President Joe Biden, who's deeply unpopular in Kansas. Um, It's pretty clear that Kansans, you know, see them differently, even though they're the same uh, political party. And um, it's pretty clear that they see her differently enough to send her back for four more years.
0: So I want to talk a little bit about Chris Kobach for people who might not be familiar with him. What's his background in Kansas politics?
1: Uh, Well, he spent, um, I think, two terms as the Kansas Secretary of State. And while he was there, he kind of built a national profile, uh, you know, focusing on uh, immigration, illegal immigration and voter fraud. And, um, you know, that that made him pretty polarizing in Kansas, but it also built him a huge national profile. uh, Throughout the country. Uh, He tried to use that as a springboard to be elected as governor in 2018, but um, Kelly, the current governor, uh, kind of beat him handily, probably because um, he is uh, uh, polarizing in Kansas. Um, And then he tried to run again for uh, statewide office, this time uh, in 2020 for the US Senate, and he lost that race to uh, Roger Marshall, who is currently the Republican Senator for Kansas. So um, coming into this election, he was pretty uh, beat up as a candidate and uh, remained pretty polarizing. But uh, what's interesting, I think, is that um, a lot of the things that made him polarizing have somewhat become national Republican mainstream talking points. So it's possible that uh, uh, he's You know, he was really polarizing, but now a lot of people see him much more normal than uh, before.
0: So Kobach made a comeback this election, and he won the race for Kansas Attorney General. Where did that success come from?
1: Uh, Well, like I mentioned, he has um, his talking points have somewhat become national talking points, um, uh, mostly because of uh, Republican President Donald Trump. Um, While Kobach, you know, years ago was bringing up voter fraud and illegal immigration, uh, Trump brought that to the national level as president um, after he was elected in 2016. Um, So even though, you know, Kansans have historically... Kind of rejected that uh, rhetoric from Kobach in elections. Um, it seems like the Republican Party is more catching up to him as opposed to um, him coming back to Kansas voters. But um, he's also, you know, as Attorney General, he he repeatedly said he was going to use the office to sue the federal government for overreach, which is pretty common for how the Attorney General's office is run by Republicans in Kansas. Um, so he wasn't really saying anything too crazy uh, or too polarizing for what he played to do with the office. And that may have, you know, maybe uh, made some Republicans who voted against him in the past say, okay, now we can um, support him. But, you know, other Republicans performed a lot better than he did uh, this election. I think um, most of the statewide offices out of Kobach and Schmidt Republicans won. Uh, 55% or higher. So Schmidt and Kobach both um, lagging behind the rest of the party. So, um, you know, Chris Mann had a pretty good shot at winning the race. Uh, he had like a pretty strong background with uh prosecution and def- uh, criminal defense uh, background, which you need to do in both um, the attorney general's office. But it appears uh, Kobach's um, overall brand has, um, you know, may, maybe uh, uh, Republican voters or Kansas voters kind of um, mellowed out on their uh, aversion to his rhetoric.
0: So Kobach was Kelly's Republican opponent when she originally ran for governor four years ago. Now they'll have to probably work together, right, in in their um, high positions in state office. So what might that look like?
1: Uh, well, it probably look pretty similar to what the last four years looked like with um, Derek Schmidt, the Republican uh, attorney general, while uh, Kelly's held uh, the governor's office. Um, Schmidt, similar to what Kobach said, uh, often sued the federal government, His most recently sued over um, uh, President Joe Biden's um, student loan forgiveness plan, which is still caught up in the courts. Um, so Kobach has already mentioned he's going to do that. Um, but it is possible that Kobach may... Uh, Sue Governor Kelly for things she does. I I think there's much uh, more narrow opportunities to do that. But Schmidt had sued uh, Governor Kelly over a um, uh, over her appointment of a judge that she then tried to withdraw uh, back in 2019, and he sued her over um, the procedure of that, and won. So, um, you know, things like that could happen. But based on Kobach's rhetoric, I think he's mostly going to be focusing on national issues, and will likely leave um, attacks to the on you know Democrat policies to the Republican-dominated legislature.
0: That was Kansas News Service reporter Dylan Lyson. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nugia Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read coverage of the midterm election from KCUR and the Kansas News Service, visit kcur.org, where you can also find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.